Welcome to the Effortless English Show with the world's number one English teacher, AJ Hogue, where AJ's more than 40 million students worldwide finally learn English once and for all without the boring textbooks, classrooms, and grammar drills. Here's AJ with a quick piece to help you learn to speak fluent English effortlessly. I am AJ Hogue, the author of Effortless English. Learn to speak English like a native. Learn English with me. Join my VIP program. Speak English powerfully, confidently, persuasively. Go to EffortlessEnglishClub.com. EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Join my VIP program. Coffee and talk on another rainy day in Osaka, Japan. Heavy rain today. Heavy rain. I'm standing outside the coffee shop on the road. Probably just hear some cars going by. I'm at the coffee shop, the New York coffee shop. So this is under the train tracks. You might hear the train going over my head too. Lots of city noises here. Hey, by the way, listening to the podcast, the audio podcast, I recommend the TuneIn app. TuneIn. T-U-N-E-I-N. All together, one word. TuneIn. The TuneIn app. Why do I recommend TuneIn? Because they have apps for every device. So if you have a laptop and a phone and an Amazon Alexa or Echo, whatever they're called, and you're in a car and you're trying to listen to all, on all these devices in all these different areas. The cool thing is that with one account in TuneIn, you can use their app and it doesn't matter. You can listen on all your devices and they can be different. So maybe you have like an Android phone like I do, but you have a, a Mac laptop like I do. So on my Android phone, I can't use some of the Mac stuff, right? And on my Mac, I can't use the Android apps. (laughs) So I like, uh, the reason I'm recommending TuneIn as the free app for my audio podcast is because uh, they have apps for all these different devices. There are other podcasting apps too. Of course, I'm sure you're using one and that's fine too. But when people ask for just one to make it simple, TuneIn is a good one. Simply because they have so many apps for all these different devices. Oh, hey. You need to follow me on Instagram, too. I'm finally on Instagram. I'm new on Instagram. New. Follow me on Instagram. Effortless English Club on Instagram. Effortless English Club. All the others using my picture and my name are fake. A lot of fakers. (laughs) So make sure you follow the right one. Effortless English Club on Instagram. I add little short videos. Sometimes I add photos of things I talk about during the audio podcast, especially the walk and talks or the coffee and talks. Instagram's fun. I'm, I'm actually I'm having fun on Instagram. I, I'm late to Instagram, obviously. Uh, 
A lot of Effortless English family members on Twitter have been asking me about Instagram for a while. And I have resisted and, oh, I'm not on Instagram. No, I don't have Instagram yet. And finally, I decided to. Last week, I decided, all right, I'm going to try Instagram. I, I just need to try it. It seems like a lot of people like it. I'll check it out. And I like it. Actually, I quite like it a lot. It's uh, it's fun. I like to try out new new apps and new social media, new platforms. And sometimes I try them and then decide I don't like them that much. Periscope was a big disappointment. As many of you know, I was very uh, enthusiastic about Periscope in the beginning. I was very active a few years ago when Periscope was just getting popular. But they had problems and they never fixed them. They refused to fix their problems. They refused to, um, you know, to upgrade and to give the features that users were asking for. And so I finally just got sick of it and I just decided, forget Periscope. I had a, I got a lot of followers very quickly, but, you know, Twitter's kind of a terrible company, honestly. They're very badly managed. Twitter, Twitter also has this same exact problem. I mean, there's so many basic features that users have asked for for such a long time. And they're so slow to upgrade. They're so slow to add new features. I mean, the problem with Twitter is I I just don't think as a company, because Twitter owns Periscope, so it's Twitter and Periscope both are owned by the same company. And their management, I know what their management's like. Their management is full of kind of uh, social activists, you know, their CEO is, is, is more focused on politics than on his customers and on improving his services and the features. And so the whole company is filled with all these political activists. So they're do- wasting all their time on that and they're not serving their users. Now, luckily, Twitter is a really simple <laughs> service, a really simple app, a social media. Uh, you know, it's a little frustrating that they're so slow to add things. It, it hurts their business for sure. I think Twitter still loses money. Uh, it made Periscope unusable, unfortunately. So Periscope, I mean, I'm just done with Periscope. Instagram is so much better. And, I, you know, I don't, I don't like Mark Zuckerberg either, honestly, <laughs> at Facebook. But I have to say, I must say, that Instagram is a much better server. They're much faster to make changes, to add features, to improve. Clearly, they're, they're, you know, they're innovating so much faster. It's so much better than Periscope already. Uh, and, you know, they're just adding IGTV now this week. I haven't tried it yet, but I will. Which is um, their video service is kind of a competitor to YouTube is what I'm reading. Where they're trying to uh, offer, not trying to, they are. They are they're offering uh, the ability to do one hour, up to one hour videos. So that's starting to get into YouTube competition, which is great. Competition's good. So we'll see. I'll, I will eventually try IGTV. We'll see. But right now I'm just going to focus on the regular Instagram, which is short little videos and photos. 
and live. They they do have a live video uh, feature too, which is basically what Periscope was or is, but it's better, so much better. So Instagram, Effortless English Club. I'm having fun there. Uh, the Effortless English family is growing quickly on Instagram, very quickly. So come join the party. Come join the Instagram party. Of course, you can find me on Facebook too. Facebook is Effortless English. So Instagram's Effortless English Club. And Facebook is just Effortless English. And the reason they're different is because people try to copy me. They use my name and <laughs> it's frustrating, but well, what can I do? And then on YouTube and Twitter, it's, it's my name, AJ Hogue. A-J-H-O-G-E on YouTube and AJ Hogue on Twitter. All right, that's enough of social media. Before I start my first topic... Let me say congratulations to Brazil. Strong game. Strong opening win for Brazil. So, so far, looking good. There's a long World Cup to go, but congratulations to Brazil and good luck to Brazil. I'm supporting Japan as my first team, as you know, but uh, no one expects Japan to win. <laughs> I certainly don't expect Japan to win. <laughs> I'm sure eventually they'll be out. I just hope they do well. Have a good a good World Cup. But as we all know, Brazil certainly has a chance to win. So I wish the Brazilians and the Brazil team good luck. When Japan drops out, I'll probably start focusing on Brazil more and support Brazil. But I wish, you know, of course, all the teams out there good luck. My country's not in the World Cup this year, so good luck to you all. Let's just all just enjoy it. It's fun. You know, it's just fun. It's entertainment. It's a way for us all to connect internationally. We should remember that. Whatever happens. I hope you watched yesterday's Effortless English show. Watched or listened to it, either one. The title is Get Off Your Knees and fight for your dreams. Get off your knees and fight for your dreams. And I used one word a lot in that show. The word defiance. Can you hear the cars, by the way? They're driving by. You can hear the water and the rain. It's kind of a heavy rain today. Defiance. It's a good word. It's a strong word in English. Defiance. Defiance. It's a proud word, a strong word, right? It has the an image of strength, of standing up strong and against against your enemies, against your critics, against the haters, against doubts, against evil, against lies. Defiance. Defiance, in many ways, is the opposite of obedience. It's the refusal to obey bad or evil. 
Defiance. Good strong word. The verb is to defy. Right? I defy the critics. I defy the doubters. I defy the haters. I defy fear. I will not be defeated. I will fight for my dreams. I will fight for what I believe in. I will fight for myself, for what is good, for what is true, for my family, for the life I want. The adjective is defiant. Defiant. Now sometimes we can use this in a little bit of a funny way. For example, with children, <laughs> some children are very defiant. You could say, oh, my nephew's quite defiant. He's very defiant. Now, in that case, it might be a little more negative, <laughs> right? With some children, they just say, no, 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 no. And they're defiant little children. <laughs> and then you can use it as an adverb to describe an action, right? I defiantly put that little L-Y on the end. I defiantly take action against my critics. I will defiantly use their criticism to motivate me. So there you have several words, versions of the same root. Defiant, to defy, defiance, defiantly. Very important. So important. You know, it's interesting because as I've been doing more shows recently, and I got a, I've been a lot more active, as you know, you probably see on social media. I've been much more active on Twitter. I've been more active on Instagram. Uh, more active on Facebook. I've been doing live videos, questions and answers. So, I've got a really good feeling for you. And what your problems are, and what you are wanting, and what you need help with. And I've noticed that this is a big one, a really, really big, important one. So many people, so many people have doubts, fears, worries because of the critics in their life. because of the doubters in their life, because of the worriers in your life. And sadly, some of you have haters in your life. What's the difference? Well, worriers in your life, the worriers in your life, often are parents. I mean, that's probably the number one example. Parents who will doubt you and try to hold you back and stop you from taking a risk and trying something and trying to get your dreams 
for most parents, they're not, it's not because they hate you. It's the opposite. It's because they love you so much, and they're worried about you. They're worried. It's a natural thing for parents to be worried. So if you're young and you feel like, ah, your parents are holding you back and your parents are doubting you, try to understand them. You know, try to... Um, Try to be patient. Now, some people have terrible parents. Uh, we, all, we know this. So sometimes parents are just bad. But I think in most cases, it's not, that's not what's happening. In most cases, they're just worried about you. As I said in the show yesterday, they, you say you're going to skip college. I'm not going to college. I'm going to go travel the world, for example. So what does... What what will your parents start to think immediately? They start imagining you homeless in a foreign country, <laughs> dying in the street, right? Some super extreme, terrible fear pops into their head because they love you so much and they don't want you to suffer in any way. And so all these terrible things pop into their head. And yeah, they're crazy. Most of them are just crazy fears. But, you know, this is just what happens. This is, this is, you have to accept it. You have to understand that when you become a parent, you're probably going to do the same thing, okay? You're not going to want to. You're gonna, and hopefully if you're a parent, you'll, you'll, you'll know that these are crazy fears and you'll, you're, you'll be able to push them aside and encourage your kids. But when you're a parent, you're probably going to have exactly these same kind of crazy fears pop up. It's just, you know, their parents are protective. This is their number one instinct. Their number one emotion is to protect you. And it is super powerful and super deep. So it's coming from love. It's coming from protection. However, it will make you crazy, right? It makes you feel crazy because you're like, ah, my parents are making me crazy because they're constantly doubting and worrying and trying to stop me from do something. And they, they're constantly trying to push me into something that's safe, 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 safe. It's all they talk about. Go to college, get this job. They, they're, they're so afraid anytime I want to try something different or take a chance. I get it. I understand. Look, you know, my mom was the same. When I started my business, she was afraid. I, I was, and, and let me tell you, I was 38 when I did that. So 38 years old, I had traveled the world and still at that age and still after all that life experience, <laughs> my mom's still worried about me. <laughs> okay. So it, it doesn't end. <laughs> so you just got to learn how to deal with it. You got the best approach I think is to learn to laugh about it. If you get too serious about it, it will, you'll, you'll make you upset and then it can eh, harm your relationship with your parents, which you don't want that. Okay, they just love you and care about you. And you know, so and, and you know, right? Even if you're 40 and you want to do this, there's a good chance your parents will still worry about you and doubt you and uh, okay? It doesn't matter your age. It's not just when you're 18 or 15 or something. Okay? It never changes. So the best approach is to understand where it's coming from for them. Do your best to calm them down. Look, you don't need to worry. I'm going to be okay. I have a plan. If something bad happens, you know, this is what I'll do. Try to ease their fears a little bit and then move forward. That's the key part. Move forward. Don't let it stop you. 
So those are the worriers in your life. They're probably the easiest to deal with because they do care about you. Next, more difficult for some of you, the critics. The critics. The critics are the ones who are always looking for your mistakes and eager, happy to laugh about your mistakes, to talk about your mistakes, to notice your mistakes or your little failures. Now these people are not your friends. This is not an act of love from them. It's an act of jealousy, envy, or just power, right? To kind of try to put themselves above you. This is what they're trying to do. This is what losers do. Winners, if they want to be at the top, they go do something. They go achieve big successes. You know, they earn their spot at the top. And they don't have time to focus on other people and criticizing everybody else because they're too busy working hard to be champions in some area of life. But the losers who are afraid to do that, they get a little feeling of power by criticizing everybody else, laughing at everybody else, pretending to be cool, pretending to be better than everybody else without actually doing anything without actually accomplishing anything. The critics, you must defy. You must defy with great energy. As I said in the show yesterday, take that. Take that criticism and turn it into a fiery energy inside of you. A fiery motivation to defy them. Learn how to enjoy it. You can. This is a skill. You can teach yourself how to do this. Where you can start to feed on it. Where their criticism and their negative comments, is, it's like, it becomes like food for you. Like fuel, energy. And you're like, oh yeah, okay, come on. Bring it on. Bring it on. I'm going to take even more pleasure. I'm going to be even happier showing you how wrong you are. In American football, you know, my favorite team, my favorite college team is my university team, the Georgia Bulldogs. The Georgia Bulldogs. And the Georgia Bulldogs and other football teams, American football teams, they have something called bullet board material. Bullet or bulletin. Bulletin board material material. What is that? A bulletin board. A bulletin board is like the a board where you can pin something, right? You can attach papers to it. But it's on the wall and you can attach papers to it with a pin, P-I-N. So what do they mean? Bulletin board material. Bulletin board material. What it means is this. There were some, you know, during the season when they're playing a game sometimes they're preparing for a big game against their rival so like for example the Georgia Bulldogs one of their big rivals is the Florida Gators okay the Florida team it's a big rivalry right these two teams don't like each other they play every year it's a big game 
So sometimes before the game, players on the other team, right, the f one of the Florida players will say something negative about Georgia, right? He'll give an interview and he'll say, ah, the Georgia team sucks or we're going to kill them, we're going to destroy them, right? Or they criticize the Georgia coach or the Georgia fans. And when this happens, the coach of Georgia says, ah, they'll ask the coach of Georgia, for example, what do you think? This player criticized you or criticized your team. And he'll just laugh and he'll say, ah, we're just going to use that as bulletin board material. We're going to use that as bulletin board material. What does it mean? Well, instead of, they don't talk back. They don't say anything. They don't react. What they do is they actually get the newspaper article with the quote, with the quote from the Florida player. And they highlight the quote, they highlight the criticism, and they put it up on the wall so that every player, every Georgia player will see it. And so they use it. Every Georgia player sees it and gets angry, right? So they use it to motivate them to play even harder, to play even tougher, to be even meaner in the game. They use it as motivation. All the negative comments from the other team they actually put them on the wall and read them every day before practice because it gives them extra motivation to fight harder. Like, okay, yeah, oh, they criticized us. All right, now we're really going to show them. Now we're really going to play hard. Now we're really going to bring the pain <laughs> to the other team, <laughs> right? This is the attitude of defiance that I'm talking about. You can do this too. See, most people, I don't know, because of school training, um, probably, when, they, when someone criticizes them, a fake friend criticizes them, or just anybody does, uh, most people will try to hide from it, or they get upset, oh, they criticize me, and they, they want to get away from it, or they want to make an excuse, or they want to argue about it with the person. But all of those are kind of weak reactions. The strong reaction is to use it as bulletin board material. Say, all right, just remember it. Don't say anything. Don't respond to it. In fact, quite the opposite. Just, just stay silent and remember it. Go home and write it down. Put it on the wall. Read it every day and say, all right, I'm gonna sh we'll see about this. I'm going to show them. Right? You can use it as a little bit of extra motivation sometimes. That little bit of anger, that little bit of defiance can give you some power. Now, overall, I don't, I don't recommend doing this too much. You don't want to do it too much where all of your motivation is negative. Okay, that's not good because you want to do this for yourself. And most of your motivation should be positive, thinking about your dreams, thinking about co contribution, uh, the, the life you want to live, all of that stuff. Most of it should be that. That's what most of it should be. But if you do get some criticism or negative comments, and, and if it's bothering you, if you really find, ah, this criticism is really bothering me and it's making you feel weak, well, then that's the time to use defiance. That's the time, instead of running away from it or trying to push it away, do the opposite. Use it. Use it like Michael Jordan did. 
use it as power. Let, let a little bit of that anger come up inside of you and say, all right, okay, I'm going to show them. We'll see. Anger can be powerful if you use it correctly. If you don't use it correctly, it's very destructive. It can make you weaker. can make you do stupid things. But a little bit of anger can be used in an intelligent way to increase your power and your motivation. Add a little bit of defiance to you. I think we all need a little bit of that. Gives us strength. And this is also true, by the way, with this other category of person, the haters. Now, the haters are really, well, they're what they sound like. These are the truly terrible people. These are the truly, they're just evil, bad people. Right? They just hate for no reason. Maybe they're angry about their own life because they're really unhappy in their own life. So they're going to make everybody else unhappy. Maybe they get a feeling of power by making other people sad and upset and feeling and f- making other people feel weak. Whatever it is, they're bad people. And these people, you, you again, should defy them with great energy and power. But most of all, what you should do is eliminate them from your life. Because these haters, they enjoy, they enjoy it. They love it. Okay, this is their, their energy is this, this hatred. So if you react back to them and you try to argue with them all the time, they'll just keep going. They'll never stop. And they will just suck all your energy out. So you defy them, but mostly what you do is you cut them out. You eliminate them you silence them from your life on social media it's really easy you just click ban b-a-n you ban them from your account now they can't comment you'll never hear from them again goodbye this is what i do if it's in your personal life it's face to face if you can eliminate that relationship completely cut them out of your life never see them again Sometimes you're stuck with these people. They might be working in your office, in your department, and you can't get rid of them. So you minimize, right? You reduce your interaction with them as much as possible. Don't say anything to them. Only the very minimum necessary. If you work with them, if you have to communicate some work idea, do it as quickly as possible in the shortest way possible. If you can, try to do most of it with, you know, writing and emails and avoid even talking to them face to face. When you do talk to them, don't be friendly. Don't smile. Just don't be angry either. You just be, just be flat, completely unemotional. Just the facts. Just give them whatever facts or whatever is the minimum necessary and then boom, you're gone. So, haters are toxic. They're poisonous. They're poisonous people. You don't want them in your life. They feed on negativity. They feed on that. That's their food. You want to be surrounded by people who encourage you. You want to fill your head every day with encouragement, with power, with positivity, with enthusiasm. And most of all, you want to trust yourself. Trust yourself. This is where 
the defiance comes from. This is where your success comes from. Trusting yourself more than others. You have no choice, really. This is your only choice in life. Why do I say that? Well, because it's your life. It's your life. It's not their life. It's not my life. It's your life. So you must trust yourself. There's no one else to trust. No one else cares as much as you do about your own life. No one else knows you as well as you do. So you must be 100% responsible for your own life. And this means trusting yourself. And what trusting yourself means, it does not mean you trust yourself to be perfect. Of course not. Impossible. No, it means you trust yourself to make decisions and to keep going. You trust yourself to survive your mistakes and learn and keep going. That's really the heart of trusting yourself. See, a lot of people, I think, they don't trust themselves because they're afraid of mistakes because they know they're going to make mistakes. They know that they could fail, fail or that they probably will fail. And so they think that's a reason not to trust themselves. Well, no, I can't trust myself because I, I tried something and I failed and I made a mistake. That means I'm stupid. That means I'm weak. That means uh, I have to listen to other people more and trust other people. I can't trust myself. No, 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 no. Everybody's the same. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has failures. Even the people at the top, especially the people at the top. Why are they at the top? Because they made mistakes and learned from them. Because they got in the game and they tried and they failed and they tried and they failed and they learned and they tried again and they fought and practiced. They defied the critics, they defied the fear, they defied the doubters. And that's how they finally succeeded. They didn't trust themselves to be perfect. They trust themselves or trusted themselves to survive failure, to learn from failure and keep going. They trusted their own toughness. They trusted their ability to keep going, to keep learning. That's what it means to trust yourself. It, it means that you know you will fail. 100% you know at some time in your life, in some area of your life, you are going to fail. You're going to fail. You're going to make mistakes. You're constantly going to make mistakes. But because you're basically a smart person and a good person, you trust yourself to survive those mistakes and keep going and keep getting better and better and better and better. Trust yourself. A big part, a very big part of trusting yourself is to start living fully, completely right now. 
too many people are waiting. I don't know what they're waiting for. I think, again, it, a lot of this comes from the school system, this idea of waiting to start your life. Well, you're in middle school. I'm just waiting for high school. And then you're in high school. Well, now I'm waiting to get into college, university. And then you're in college. You're 20 years old. Why aren't you starting your life? Why aren't you going after your dreams? You have some ideas. You have things you want to do in life. But nope, now I got to wait until I graduate. And when I graduate, I'll finally do it. I'll finally start really living my life. But what happens? Most people, they graduate and then, oh, I got to get a job. I got to get a job. I got to get a job. And they get a job that they don't really like. And then they... They, they wait again. Oh, well, I'll wait until I made more money. I'll wait until something changes. Or the worst one, I'll wait until I retire. When I'm 65, I'll finally start to live and do all those great things I wanted to do and take those trips and those adventures. I'll wait till then when I retire at 65. This is insanity. Your life is now, right now, in this moment, in the present. You do not wait to start living. You do it right now. Now, it does not mean you get instant success. Of course not. But it does mean you start right now. If you, if you know inside your heart and your mind you want to be an entrepreneur, stop making excuses. Get started, okay? None of this crazy nonsense. Oh, well, I'll wait when I when I graduate, then I'll start the business, right? Or in five years from now, then I'll start. When I retire, then I'll do it. No, no, no. You are alive today. Start living right now. It's the same for travel. A lot of people, oh, they when they dream of traveling to different countries, or some people maybe dream of doing some great outdoor adventure I'll do it when I retire I'll do it in 10 years I'll do it uh, when I graduate go do it go do it if you don't have the money start saving the money right now start planning the trip right now don't wait this idea of waiting to live is is a, is a perfect way to be miserable and have a very unhappy life. And traditionally, it was this idea of retiring. Oh, I'm going to go around the world and travel and do these great adventures and all these wonderful dreams. And when I retire, I'll finally be able to do all that. You know what happens? Most people who had that idea never do those things or do very few of them. Why? Well, because they lived their whole life being boring, not being adventurous. So year by year by year, they get more boring, more weak, more afraid of risks. And by the time they're 65, when they finally retire or 67 or whatever, they're so boring, they're so fearful, they're so weak that now they can't do it or they don't want to do it or they're afraid to do it. And so they never do. They never do. You want to be a strong, energetic, interesting, adventurous 70-year-old? How do you do that? 
Well, you do it by living a whole life of being strong, interesting, curious, and enthusiastic. You start right now, whatever your age is. It means when you're in your 20s, you're curious and excited and adventurous. When you're in your 30s, you're curious, excited, and adventurous. And in your 40s and 50s and 60s, you're curious, excited, and adventurous. And then when you're 70, well, it's easy because you've been this way your whole life. So you will be a curious and interesting and energetic 70-year-old or 80-year-old. But if you live your whole life waiting, if you're fearful and hesitant and doubtful in your 20s, and your 30s, and your 40s, and your 50s. By the time you're in your 60s, you're just going to be super fearful, super doubtful, low energy. You know, you get the old age that you create in your youth and your middle age. You don't retire and then magically change into a completely different person. It's about living your life now. What kind of life do you want now? Start doing it now. Forget all this waiting stuff. I'll give you a couple cool examples of this. Just a couple semi-famous. Well, one very famous. Clint Eastwood is a good example of this. Clint Eastwood. So this is a guy. He's in his 80s now. Still making very big, successful movies. And enjoying it, loving it. Oh, beep, 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 beep. Clint Eastwood. Well, how does he do this? Why is he so different than most people in their 80s? Well, it's because his whole life he's been doing it. He never stopped. He never had the idea that, oh, I must retire. I must stop. I must stop living my life because I'm a certain age. No. He loves making movies, he loves directing movies, and he just kept doing it. He never stopped, and he's not going to stop until he's almost dead, or until he is dead. I saw an interesting quote from him. That someone asked him about this. How do you do it? How do you do it? You're in your 80s, you're still you know, making movies, you know? Every year you're making another movie, they're, they're still successful. How do you do it? You seem like you're happy and energetic. And he, he's, his quote was, the, the secret is, never let the old man come inside. Never let the old man come inside. What does that mean? Well, come inside what? Come inside your mind. Come inside your brain. Come inside your beliefs. So what he's saying is, never ever let this idea that you are an old man Never, ever let this idea come into your mind. Never have that belief. Oh, now I'm an old man. Well, I'm 60 now, so that means now I'm an old man. Or I'm 70 or I'm 80 now, that means now I'm an old man. Because if you accept that belief, if you have this belief about yourself, that's when you stop doing things. You start to use it as an excuse. Well, I'm an old man now, so I can't travel. Well, I'm an old man now, so I can't learn English. Well, I'm an old man now, so I I can't make movies still. Well, I'm an old man now, so I can't write a book. Well, I'm an old man now, so I can't hike the Appalachian Trail. 
Well, I'm an old man now, so I can't start a business. It's too late. No. 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 You never let this idea into your head. And guess what? Young people have this kind of idea, too. They use exactly the opposite excuse, but they use it for the same reason. Well, I'm a young person. I'm still a kid, so I can't start my own business. Well, I'm, I'm so young, I can't go travel the world. Oh, I'm so young, I, I, I can't do this. I can't do that because I'm, I'm too young. I'm just a kid. I'm just a young adult. Uh, when I'm old, I'll be able to do it. You see how ridiculous this is? Do you see the crazy things that we do? to stop ourselves from living now. When people are young, the excuse is they're too young. When they're middle-aged, oh, well, I'm middle-aged now and I, I have responsibilities, I can't do it. And when they're old, oh, now I'm too old. I'm just an old person now. It's just an excuse. Age is just an excuse. If you're alive, if you're decently healthy, you can get up, you can move around, you can walk. Even if you can't walk, some people are in wheelchairs. They start businesses from wheelchairs. <laughs> they do amazing things. Right? If you're alive and basically healthy and your brain is basically healthy, and you are if you're listening to this, you have no excuse. No excuse. Start living. It doesn't matter if you're young. You're not too young and you're not too old. And you're not too poor, and you're not too spoiled, and you're not too rich, and you're not too, 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 too something. Trust yourself. Trust yourself. William Shatner is another one of my favorite examples of this. William Shatner is also in his 80s. Shatner's an actor, Canadian actor, lives in America. He was the original Captain Kirk from the original Star Trek. The only real Captain Kirk, in my opinion. And he was in some other uh, uh, famous TV shows in America. Boston Legal was another really big one. He was uh, one of the main characters in that also. So here, here's another cool thing about William Shatner. So Shatner in his 70s. He's, he's in his 70s, okay? And his, TV, his big successful TV show ends, Boston Legal. So now no more, you know, he's getting older and he's not getting the offers to be in television shows anymore. So does he just quit and retire and do nothing? No, the guy's amazing. He decides to become a science fiction writer. Starts writing science fiction books. Successful. They sell well. Then he decides to get on social media. Twitter specifically for him. Right? And, and, uh, plenty of old people. Oh, I'm too old. Oh, Twitter. What's this? Uh, he didn't use being older as an excuse. Got on Twitter. Became one of the biggest Twitter users in the world has a millions of followers huge numbers of fans he he became a commentator on uh, science fiction and fantasy movies and uh, TV shows because he was so popular and is so popular on social media he recently 
recently, the last couple of years, got a reality TV show about travel. So it's him and a few other people. What's it called? I can't remember the name of it. Uh, oh, Better Late Than Never, I think is the name. So they got some older guys, like all guys are like in their 70s or older. And then they send them around the world traveling. They went to Japan one time and they eat weird food and they do all kinds of crazy stuff. And it's, it's kind of funny. Shatner's funny. The other guys are funny. But the point is, the guy, William Shatner's in his 80s, and he gets a reality TV show. And it's because he didn't stop living. He didn't stop being creative. Just because he lost his uh, TV show, just because he was in his 70s and 80s, he didn't stop. And so he's still having a great time. He rides horses as a hobby. Still rides horses and loves it. Right? Age is not an excuse. And we can look at the other end and we can find uh, people who are entrepreneurs who are starting businesses, you know, when they're 15 or 16 years old. And everything in between. Everything in between. I started my business, Effortless English, the big successful one. At age 38, some people say that's old to start a business, right? Uh, a lot of, I've heard a lot of people say that's too old. Oh, no, you got to do it in your 20s or your early 30s. It's, uh, once you're over 30, it's too late to start a business. It's nonsense. It's nonsense. It doesn't matter what you're, if you're 50, it doesn't matter. I'm 50 now. I'm super energetic. <laughs> right? You can see, look, I'm doing all these podcasts, the shows, uh, traveling. I love getting outdoors and walking and enjoying my life. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your age is. You don't let it be an excuse. Because it's just that. It's just an excuse. Trust yourself. Trust yourself. Defy the critics lovingly defy the worriers. Do that in a soft way. The, the parents, the people who love you, you want to be soft with them. <laughs> okay? Calm their fears. The people who don't love you, well, screw them is what I would say. <laughs> okay? I'm, I'm, I'm using a little bit polite language. I would, I would normally use a little bit more harsh language, but basically defy them, and if you can, cut them out of your life and keep going. Look, you're going to have the success. You're going to live a great life, whatever your age. All you have to do is trust yourself and take action now, in the present. Don't wait. Alright, I'll see you over on Instagram, Effortless English Club on Instagram, Effortless English Club on Instagram. Lots of love to you. Join my VIP program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com EffortlessEnglishClub.com Lots of love to you. Bye for now.